Today on The Breakdown, there's 16 left in the 2019 Monte Carlo EPT main event. And we got two fun guys. One of them is Ryan Reese's Pieces Reese against Nicholas Sweetie Pie Sweetie. That's right. I'm doing it. I don't care. We're just going off the rails today, people. It's good. People's got, they have funny names and they're going to get called out on it. <laughs> no one cares anymore. No one cares about anything. It's just, it's just the long, long life that never ends. <laughs> okay, back to the, uh, so yeah, so we're going to talk about this and right now on The Breakdown <laughs> with Grant Tennyson and Jonathan Levy. <laughs> Is everything okay? Woo! What? <laughs> oh, man. What a great opening. That's one of the best. I think that's Is, one of the best ones we've ever done. What happened? Are you feeling <laughs> like there's no meaning in life and it's depressing you a little bit? No. No, but when you, when you showed up earlier today uh, at Poker Guys Studio B, I was a little down in the dumps. It's true because of uh, just lots of things were going just slightly wrong. Not a big deal or anything like that. But I've since picked up... But I decided to try and tap back into that sense of ennui. Just nihilism. You know. Just like, yeah. And uh, just for the opening, because I thought it would be funny. And I, for me, anyway, it was. I don't know how it was for the listeners or for you, Grant. But I'm really, really happy with that it's opening. It's good that you gave them so much information about the hand. That's the best part. <laughs> I told them how many players were left, and I told them who was playing in it. Yeah. That's pretty. I told them the event. What, uh, what else do they need to know? Something cool is going to happen. We're, we're deciding to break it down. There's interesting decisions. The end. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, do I have to be a hype man every time, bro? This is part of the algorithm. The algorithm said this time, do, it's a wild card. Wild card time. So I want wild card. Yeah, you went like... Full I, wild card. I feel a little bit for my safety. Like, you're, if you're the pilot of a plane, I'm probably not getting on. <laughs> I mean, you won't know that, though, until we're already in the air. That's the problem. We're going to hide the pilot's identity. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. part of the deal. Cool. Hey, speaking of that, exactly, I'm going to tell a quick story. I would love to hear a quick story. So... When I was in grad school, one of the things I learned, because uh, I took a class on persuasion, was that social proof is very powerful to the point where, back in the 50s anyway, if there was a famously, like a big publicized murder-suicide, like all the papers were covering it, planes would literally drop out of the sky for the next three days 10 times higher than their normal rate. Like, planes would crash that much more because pilots were given sort of social proof and permission to kill not only themselves but other people. So suicidal pilots would actually kill themselves much more than they otherwise would. And this has been a, uh, an observed phenomenon that's happened in many, many um, examples and cases, not just with planes, with cars You've and all sorts of things. You've told me this before, yeah. but I don't know if I buy this whole thing that there was a period of time in the 50s where there were like so many pilot suicides that took down people with them. That it's not that there has to be that many, right? It's just that like, um, because it's, planes crashed very rarely. The point is planes were more likely to crash by a factor of 10 for three days after this became um, a public thing. And this was... Regular and not only was okay, it just so with it planes, wasn't, it wasn't proven to be suicide. It was just oh yeah, a, right. There's a correlation because and there was that like German plane that the pilot committed suicide with passengers on board in like 2014, and that was international news. Okay. For, for a long time, like, I don't it's even, a big deal if anybody does that. I don't even know what you're talking about, but sure. But but for example, they also found that car crashes went way up, and when it was a, just a suicide, single car crashes went way up. When it was a murder suicide, multiple car crashes went way up, and they found that car, the crashes themselves, the cars were going at a much higher velocity than they normally do in car. 
car crashes, meaning people were absolutely trying to kill themselves much more because they've been given social proof. Why? Why? How do we get into all this? Uh, something Plane's about how you oh, were, I was going to tell a story like off the rails. And, I was going to tell a story, yeah. right? So, um, no, it's not about. So, after Steve McNair was shot to death by his girlfriend, and it was a big deal, it was in all the papers. This happened, I don't know, ten years ago. Yeah, right. And it was in the summer. I was actually at the World Series of Poker when it happened, and it was like two days later. I was getting on a plane to fly home, and I'm and I, having studied all this, am very aware of this stat, right? So as I walk on, I actually say to the, the stewardess, or the flight attendant, I should say, um, I want to talk to the pilot for a second. And somehow she says, okay, and I walk right by her, and I have a quick conversation with the two pilots. And I say, hey, guys, just wanted to check in. Um, and I tell them the figure about how like planes are more likely to crash. I say, so I want to see how you guys are feeling, because I'm just going to get off the plane if you're not, not feeling really good. <laughs> and one of the pilots smiled at me, and he said, I cannot wait to get home. You're completely safe. And I was like, great. And I sat down and didn't think about it again. And Matt Matros made fun of me for a solid week about that. But as, I felt great about as it. As you should be made fun of. I mean, like, that you were a story for, for months <laughs> for those pilots. They probably still use that story. That's, what's the over-under on how long it's been since that story's been told? Like, I don't know. Within the last month, probably. I figured, why wouldn't I want let, to... Let's say one of them was suicidal. Not that I thought they would say anything, but I thought just by calling it out would really, like, shut down their willingness to do it. Like, but you don't have public. the stats on that, so how do you... I know? don't. You might have just increased it. They're like, oh yeah, I forgot I was suicidal <laughs> now that Wait, I remember. There's a famous murder-suicide that happened. I wasn't even aware of it. That's amazing. Yeah, you're right. It's possible I didn't affect anything. Um, it's possible I made it worse, but I felt like that was the only way I could control anything, and I took my shot. That's a real story. That happened. Yeah. Anyway, back to the hand. <laughs> <laughs> the hand that we haven't talked at all about. Yeah. It has world champion best player in the world, Ryan Reese. Who's pretty good, though. He is quite good. Right? Like, we make fun of him a little bit because he said that, but he's pretty That's the good. only reason to make fun of him. Like, he, yeah. should, he shouldn't have said that. He'll never live it down, but that's just how life goes. At this point, people kind of mostly forgotten about it, I think. Mm, I, I definitely heard it come up at the World Series oh, really? this year. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, you it. shouldn't just win the main event and say, yeah, I think I'm the best player in the world. Well, he said it before he won the main oh, event, really? I think, and then said it again after, I think. First of all, he guaranteed he was going to win the main event, but then did. Yeah. Which is kind of obviously pretty lucky. He's very good. Yeah, no, he is good, though. Yeah. But also, come on. Yeah, you can't say You're that. You're not the best player in the world. <laughs> anyway, we've got Ryan Reese, and we've got Nicholas Schwede, who's also the best player in the world. Schwede. What a Schwede pie. Yeah, he won the Monte Carlo, which was at that point, I think it might have even been a 25K buy-in or something. Um, I don't know if it was. but I don't know either. They used, back in the day, the EPT used to have kind of like a main event thing, and they don't really do that anymore. But the Monte Carlo used to be where they would hold it most years. Mm. And he won one of those for $1.7 million back in 2010. Is that right? I can actually tell you because lucky for everyone, I have it right up in front of me. It was actually a 10,000 euro buy-in okay. only. He won for 1.7 million euros. Oh, 1.7 million euros. Yeah. So, so it's $2.2 million worth of uh, cashish. So that's a big win. And he's got a little bit else on his resume, but not like Ryan Reese. I, I mean, Ryan his, his total hand in number is 3.7 million, and he won 2.2 in that one thing, and he's been playing since 2010. He plays everything. Um, his, I mean, his next, he has a few other six-figure scores, but not very many, and it's not super shocking if you're going to play this many events all the time yeah. that you're going to have some. He has recently uh, come up and done better, though, I'll say that. In June, he came second in a 3K uh, main event for 184k in May. He won a side event on the EPT Monte Carlo for eighty for ninety four thousand dollars as well. So it's been that's about as good as it's been for him for years and years and years. Like the last time he had anything close to that was in September 2014. So 
It's been, yeah. a, it's been a bit of a drought, you at least have, on the tournament circuit. He might have taken a hiatus from poker for a couple of years. Or maybe he's playing a lot of cash. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's playing online. We don't, there's a lot of things we don't know. He's but. got some tournament chops is what we're sure. trying to say. Like, he's a reasonable player, probably. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that's true. Um, and we are deep in this tournament. As you mentioned, 16 out of the 922 players remain. The yeah. current payout is something like 35,000 euros, something like that. Um, and it's, a, you know, it's one of the bigger events on the poker calendar. It's yep. a big deal. 36,000 euros, that's $41,000 is the current payout. Right. And uh, it's like 700K up top, though. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Smaller than it was when Sweetie won it, obviously. Obviously. But also half the price. Yep. But anyway. Good analysis. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into it. Okay. With these 16 players remaining, obviously, we have two tables that are playing. We're at 15K, 30K. We've got a garbage human named Katzenberger. And I don't know if I saw him. It might just be Carrie Katz holding a burger. <laughs> Cats in burger. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. If he had a, a hot dog, it would be cats and dog. Yeah, that's, this is a European thing on the EPT. Yeah. You know, if somebody's holding an item, you add that to their name, and that's their name for the hands that they play with that item. It makes sense. Like yeah. cats and umbrella. Yeah. Cats and drink. Yeah. Cats and hooker. Whatever. Yeah. It's reasonable. It's, it's, it's a gambling town. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, what you said is perfectly... <laughs> Perfectly valuable. Uh, <laughs> Life is long and never ending and full of dark clouds. And everybody hates everything. Uh, yeah, so Katzenberger. Yeah. For some reason, I guess because he has a ton of chips and the blinds are a little bit shorter, is going to limp the button with 8-9 offsuit. You know what this just reminded me of? Quick aside. <laughs> Great. Let's go for it. So Andy Frankenberger was a guy yeah, yeah. who uh, dominated the WPT for like he a solid six months. always holds a burger. It's just Andy Frank. Well, I was just thinking about how... Um, by the way, he dated an ex. I dated his ex girlfriend there for a while when I was living in New York, as it turned out. Oh. Which I only found out after we were dating for a while, but that was kind of weird. Um, I was like, hey, that guy's kind of famous and better at me than poker, probably. At least way more successful, probably way better, too. Anyway, um, so I was thinking Frankenberger is like an amazing name for a potential burger franchise. Like Frankenstein, Frankenberger. Like it's all these weird burger combinations and stuff. It's freaking brilliant. How has this not happened? End of aside. <laughs> I'm really glad you took the time for that one. Yeah. I mean, it's good, though. If you think about how our sponsor, if you think about like how nitrogen pays like on a per second basis. <laughs> if only. They, were, they paid for that. We should, these, uh, <laughs> these pod, I mean, they don't do that, of course. These podcasts should be 12 minutes long because, you know, we get paid the same either way. But yeah. we, don't, we don't do it that way. Well, because then we live. People would stop listening. Maybe they'd listen more, Grant. Maybe they'd listen three times to the same 12 minutes. I don't know. But anyway, we're not doing that. Let's roll on. Can we get to the hand? Nicholas Sweetie. <laughs> so Katzenberger is on the button. He yeah. limps 8-9 off with 2.6 million, almost 100 blinds. I guess he's just trying to not get shoved on, and he wants to play the hand. But I, don't I mean, know are, there, are there, does someone have like a super short stack? In the I next mean, uh, Sweetie has... Yeah, I didn't write down the damn well, stack size, but okay, he has 540k. Tweedy has 540k. So, so he's, he's oh okay, so he's got 18 blinds. Yeah, and Reese has 835k, which is less of a show stack, but still okay. So it's somewhat reasonable to limp here. Eight nine off though. I wouldn't do it, but I at least understand what's going on. Yeah, whatever. So people he, are limping like king nine off in this spot, and it's better, but it's not that much better, right? right. Although I feel like that was a couple of years ago. It's not really happening as much anymore. Yeah. Whatever, maybe it's a good strategy. I don't care. He's a garbage human, and Ryan Reese is in the small blind. He is the best player in the world, so we got to talk about what he does. Okay. He's got Ace of Spades, Three of Clubs, 835K with the 540K stack in the big blind. How do you want to play it? 
It feels like we just we just complete. I mean, yeah. if we had the eighteen blinds, we could shove here over yep. the limp. The the guy usually they usually fold when they limp right here. Right. Um, we're doing okay against the calling range anyway. Not great, obviously, but good enough. Not great. We, no, we're doing like thirty yeah. percent against the calling range. But that's like we can survive that um, with all the folds we get to. It's a profitable play to shove, I think. Uh, but that's not Reese's deck, of course. The is. problem is, of course, if we complete and Sweetie shoves, I guess we just fold. Yeah, we three just fold. isn't good enough. So we just like it's it's super cheap. We're gonna put in the fifteen k and hope we get to see a flop. Yeah, that, that seems reasonable. Yeah, that's fine because of course there's big blind Annie as well. Yeah, Sweetie's in the big blind again. He has five hundred forty k, so he has like eighteen blinds, and uh, he checks with ten four of diamonds. Okay, so far, so okay. Seems fine. Whatever. Yeah, pot's gonna be one hundred twenty k. Yeah. That's how many times you should click the link in the description, you bastards. 120 or 120K times. You know what? Either one is fine with me, but how I many, prefer 120K. 120K times? How many is that? I can't do the math. I'm going go to go ahead and move on. K is 1,000. 120,000? What does that mean? I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and, and do this without you, I guess. <laughs> the link in the description... <laughs> Is, of course, for Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. A place to play, a place to make friends. That's that's what they say. Mm-hmm. That's their new slogan. Yeah. It's like... Uh, make friends with us, make Nitrogen f- Sports. Yeah. At Nitrogen. It's really just because Nitrogen Sports Administration needs some friends. They're, they're surprisingly lonely. The amount of times they, like, surprise Skype video me, it's, it's bad, guys. I'm just going to tell you. I'm sure they're not listening. It's bad. <laughs> like... I'm like, hey, they're like, what's up? What are you doing? I'm like, you know, just sitting around. Guess what? The, guess what my cat just did? <laughs> like, you have a cat? Yeah, I told you about the cat. You know, the cat. Let me get the cat for you. I'll show you the cat. What's going on? <laughs> like, hey, I got to, you know, I got my, my, my family's coming in really uh, pretty soon. I got to go. <laughs> you know, anyway, nitrogen, nitrogen sports, uh, Although they're lonely, they also do a great yeah. job with the gambling website. As awkward as they are um, socially, that's how good they are with gambling stuff. Right, right. In terms of like setting up there's wonderful actually, poker rooms and sports betting and Similar to that games. study you were referring to before, there's, an, there's a study I know about of about an inverse relationship yeah. uh, with how awkward you are socially and, and how good you are creating a Bitcoin-only gambling website. I mean, so these guys are... I mean, these guys have got to be the best. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hopefully they're not taking this personally. Yeah, it's hopefully a joke. not. It's a Just joke. kidding. Don't fire us. I love you anyway. Nitrogen Sports. I love it when you surprise Skype me. (laughs) (laughs) Use the link to get access to our monthly Poker Guys tournament. It is a 0.1 millibit buy-in with a 100 millibit guarantee. That means the guarantee is 1,000 times the buy-in. We only ever get under 100 players. We never even have gotten to 100, I don't think. I don't think, but I don't keep track anymore. Yeah, I don't either. But that means it's great value for you. Like at least 10 to 1 value. Yeah. But yeah, there's nine nine buy-ins for every one buy-in you put in. And you can only put in one. Holy smokes, that's amazing, right? I mean, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. You should get in there and get that. You should also get some of that sports betting. You know, they do the sports betting. NFL's going strong. You can bet on all the games. You can bet on other sports as well, of course. You know, basketball, badminton, hockey, football, footy, footsing. <laughs> Is that like fencing with your feet? Yeah. Footsing. Okay. You have little swords on your feet, little knives. Yeah. You got to hold them between your toes and try and stab the other guy's ankle. Only if you hit the ankles at a point. The rest of the leg is not a point. 
Nitrogen important. is really, they're really bad at setting lines on that one. So you actually can kind of crush <laughs> oh, them if you know I'm anything. I'm destroying them on footsing right now. Yeah, they always like, they always overestimate the Danish players' yeah. skills. You Let know? me just say this, take the over. <laughs> always take the over on footsing. Anyway, get on Nitrogen, use the link, get you some poker, get you some gambling. Yep. And you know, if you, uh, if you do click that link, it helps Nitrogen to want to stick around. That lets us keep biting the hand that feeds us. Yeah, we just keep talking shit about Nitrogen. Yep, That's feels good. what we want to do. All right, so... We've got 120K in the pot, Sweetie in the big blind with 10-4 of diamonds, Reese in the small blind with ace-three offsuit, and then we've got the old other guy with eight-nine. He doesn't Katzenberger. matter. Katzenberger. He doesn't matter. Cats. He doesn't matter. Flop is three-three-six. Whoa! Spade, diamond, club. Shut your face. That's amazing for Ryan Reese. I'll shut my face. Okay. What do you want to do with Ryan Reese? I like to lead a lot in these spots, personally, okay. um, because I'm concerned about it checking through. Also, you generally don't aren't given credit for trips when you lead. Now I understand this is like these are good players. I mean, and stuff it's, like and that. it's also a spot where you would like to lead as a bluff because exactly. you're supposed to have more threes than than the button at least. Now, the big blind has as many threes yeah. as we do, or maybe even a few more. Actually, the big blind has more threes. Yeah, um, but we have a lot of threes also. We're gonna lead with some of our gut shots and some of our straight draws, and maybe even our top pairs a lot, stuff like that. I think it's a really good idea. There's a lot of hands that can call us and also people can make bluffs at us and we've got a hand that's strong enough that we can absorb any bluff someone throws at us right now. Like, come and get it. We're never folding. I want to challenge one thing you said there. Okay. There's a lot of hands that can call us. Which hands do you refer to? Oh, I mean, I'm thinking more um, big blind hands. Although, it's possible our limpers got like overpairs sometimes. Not strong overpairs, but overpairs. Yeah, But it's Um, not, you wouldn't really expect that. He'd probably be trying to get it in against the 20 blind stack. Maybe, but maybe he's got a limping strategy here, yeah. so he's limping with the with the maybe. blinds too. Because the maybe. twenty blind stack's just going to shove if he's playing if he's going with the hand, you know. Maybe after the limp. Um, well, also the the button can call with his ace highs, like his good ace highs on the flop. If he's got ace ten or something like that, and we bet he can absolutely call. We're not going right. to bet big, but let's assume this guy's not super balanced. Like he's maybe, got like eight nine off. Yeah, maybe yeah. he is super balanced. But okay. I don't think we should assume that. We're not watching the one million dollar buy in with like the best players in the world, right? Except for Ryan Reese. So. I don't know if he's supposed to yeah. like assume that this guy has a balanced range or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if he doesn't have a balanced range, I don't know if there is that much that can call Ryan. Well, Reese. the big blind though absolutely can have. He can have any of the sixes hands. and any of the threes and any of the gut shots and any of the straight draws. I don't know if he can call with gut shots. He can with raise his, with his stack that short though. He can raise very reasonably. He could, but he might just fold. Depending on how much we bet, he can absolutely call in position, sort of as a float. Sometimes get there. Sometimes bluff the turn. Yeah. There's, I mean, if if Sweetie's got uh, five seven, and we bet one point two blinds, he's not folding. You know, he's got an overcard, he's got a gutter, he's not folding. He yeah. may just call, but that's fine. Like, cool, we're getting some money in, and we can sometimes check the turn, sometimes bet the turn, do whatever. The other argument would be the button might take a lot of stabs if it gets checked to him. That's true, uh, and also the button, like, so many cards in the deck hit either the big blind or the button on the turn in a way that's good for us. And maybe yeah. it's good just to let, have another card out there that like could get us paid. Yeah. That's not crazy. Um, I'm not sure the button's going to take that many stabs on a six, three, three board when both the blinds are in. I mean, and it's an unraised and it's an unraised pot. It's not like, it's not super, it's pretty dry. It's like yeah. a relatively dry board. You could take a stab. You could take a small stab. That's true. And there's so many cards. That and then hit. what's our plan though? To check race? Maybe. I don't know. Have to figure it out. Okay. But there's there's so many cards that hit one of our opponents on the turn. That's like, true. I, I like that because true. There, it just makes it there's, so there's so many more combos available that can give us action. I mean, I think if Ryan Reese is bluffing, 
this board a lot, he should be betting here. And if he's not bluffing this board a lot, he should be checking here, basically. Probably. I mean, from a theoretical perspective, but when you're deep in a tournament like this and like the, the field is kind of mixed as far as skill, like balance is not always the key. Fair enough. I mean, it's possible, depending on what we think about Sweetie, like if Brent Kenny was sitting there, I like a bet because Brent Kenny's going to be like, I have all the threes. You have very few threes. You don't have very few threes if you're okay. Ryan Reese. You have, you have a lot less threes than Brent Kenny has. Brent Kenny has literally all the threes. And what Ryan threes Reese does Ryan Reese not have in your mind? He doesn't have 10-3 off. He doesn't have 9-3 okay. off. He doesn't have 8-3 off. He, doesn't, he may not have 7-3 off. Okay. He may not have jack three off. He may not, I don't know if he has queen three off or not. I mean, that's a bunch of threes that Brent Kenny has. He still has a lot, though. Right. But Brent Kenny has more. Yeah. Right? True. Just saying. Like, put a little chum out in the water and let, let the shark come get it. A little bait. Yep. So trap him. But then you end up... Show him the nuts. Then you end up running into the Meg, bro. Yeah, you nice. You don't want to do that. Megalodon. Jason Statham is the Meg. Oi! It's a shark, eh? In it. That's <laughs> really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really good. I knew, I knew who you were doing there. You're doing like uh, an Aussie. John Stamos. Some sort of weird Aussie guy. John Stamos. Who's talking to Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, it's a shock. <laughs> In it? In it, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's how Jason Statham talks. All right. Well, Ryan Reese decides to check. Okay. I prefer a check. but I'm okay. fine with a bet as long as we have some bluffs here too. But whatever. I think we probably do have some bluffs here, but whatever. He knows his opponents better than we do. Yeah. So, Sweetie could take a stab here. He does have two back doors and he can wrap a three with 10 four of diamonds. Yeah. But he decides to check. I think it's probably smart to check. Probably. If you're Sweetie. Like, just because I'm worried that sometimes the, the button just isn't folding. You know what I mean? The button's just going to call with some of his hands. And this is why I, I don't hate a bet by Ryan Reese. The button's going to call a lot. If we make it really cheap, he's got overs. He often has good overs. You think he's going to he call with like over- Queen Jack? No. No. I think he's going to call with, with like Ace. Ace ten, ace nine. But he didn't like raise pre flop, and if he's unbalanced, he's he not. Doesn't... Yeah, if he's unbalanced, I'm assuming he's balanced. Otherwise, you have to throw all this stuff out. Yeah, but I he... don't think he's balanced. I'm just gonna go with like probably not because balanced. you haven't heard of him because he's holding a hamburger in his hand. Why? It's the hamburger because it's eight nine, and you feel like he's not gonna limp. Eight, a good player isn't limping eight nine there. Uh, maybe that's it's a little bit, be that, a right? little bit part of it. But I, I feel like it's also just generally not good to assume pure balance for, from an unknown player. Okay, but this is a really unusual play, like with 16 left in a big event, right, to limp the button, to open limp the button. You yeah. don't see that. And so he's doing it because there's a 20 blind stack or an 18 blind stack, almost certainly. Yeah. So if he's thinking about all that, hopefully he's also thinking about what his range should be here. Now, I guess it's possible he isn't, but I think it's reasonable to give him the benefit of the doubt. But the thing is, like... Why does he have 8-9? When, <laughs> when the really good players started doing this about three years ago, four More, years ago, yeah. whatever it was... They were not balanced. Like, and right. They were doing it with hands that they just didn't want to get shoved on with. But were, you th- were they opening really strong hands still on the button? I don't yes, think they were. they were. They were? Yeah. God, I don't remember that anymore. Yeah, for sure they were. And like, well, then that's from, bad. From a practical... Yeah, I, I agree that from a, over time, from a balanced perspective, it's bad. But I think it does work in practice a little bit, like in discrete situations. In the begin- for a little while. Yeah. So, but it's possible that, that this guy is just doing it with hands he doesn't want to get shoved on with. I just don't... I mean, ultimately, I think we can come back to why would you pick 8-9 off to do it with? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like, this hand isn't good enough to see if... Like, who cares? Why do you want to see a flop with 8-9 off in position against two good players? One guy who's short, who sometimes is just going to shove on you and... Not fold anytime he has something. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. 
This seems bad. So that's a reason to believe he doesn't have balance and none of this makes any sense, right? Right. Anyway, we don't know. Let's continue. It doesn't matter, but he decides... Uh, oh, Sweetie checks, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he also decides not to take a stab. Do you think he should be taking a stab because he has such a bad hand? Nine high. I think it's weird to limp this and not take a stab. Yeah. A little like, bit. Because like, you'd think at least a portion of the time, Reese or Sweetie is going to bet if they have a three or a six, yeah. right? So you can eliminate some combos. Right. And they're just going to fold sometimes, and they can fold later if they don't fold now. And what the hell are we doing in this hand? What the know. fuck are we doing? You're getting all upset about this now. What? Life is long and dark. Just think about Jason Statham and him punching sharks and stuff. Mm. Let's, let's hear your Jason Statham. Like, yeah, go ahead. Is, you can say any sentence that you want, but it has to pertain to this scenario. Okay, Jason sure. Jason Statham in a shark movie where like sharks are a problem. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go kill that shark right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> I'm going to go kill that shark right now. That was better. I'm going to kill a shark. <laughs> Who with me? <laughs> that was getting worse now. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I'm going to kill sharks. Sharks die at my hand. How's that? Is that a good Jason? I think you're getting Southern. I don't know what I'm getting, but it's definitely more Jason Statham rather than less. All right, you're allowed now to do your, your Scottish accent. I know you like No, it. no, 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 no. I think it's time for you to do an accent. I want you to do... Jennifer Lawrence in the same shark movie talking to a shark. Go. Shark, please um, let me win the Oscar. <laughs> wow. I, I can't that do- was somehow worse than yeah. my Jason Statham impression, which <laughs> yeah. seems impossible. I can't do a Jennifer Lawrence impression. No, you cannot. Can you? Um, well, uh, she does stuff like that. She's like, um, I can't believe it. I mean, uh, I'm a sort of a snackaholic and, uh, I mean, I'm rich, but I don't know. I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't do that. I should tip better. That's Jennifer Lawrence. That's the kind of stuff she would say, even when a shark was, attacked. it doesn't matter what, if it's the kind of stuff she should say. It's not a good impression. <laughs> she sounds a little bit like, she sounds more like it than you. You're just going like this. I mean, I come don't on. I, what the hell is that? I can only do a Jason Statham. Impression. All right. Meryl Streep. Go. No, Same stop situation. Giving, stop giving me. Women. All right. I'll give I, you a man. I'll give you a man. I'll give you a man. Um, Let's get, think of a good one for you, though. I'm not good at Gilbert Gottfried, go. Ah, Jonathan, put on your underwear. <laughs> I mean, that was the best of all the impressions so far. <laughs> and he would say that, too. Yeah, of course. If, in most situations. That, well, isn't that what your alarm clock is? Just to make sure you get up and put on underwear? <laughs> yeah, otherwise I forget. Anyway, go, let's go get accidental back, commando. Let's get back to the hand. We went way afield there. This is like old days, the old school. In it. So. All right. What is even happening in this hand? <laughs> it's check through. Check um, through on, on the, the three, three, six flop. It was spades, diamonds, and clubs. And Ryan Reese has ace three for a monster hand. Yeah, no one else has anything. Shui's got two back doors. Whatever. Turns the jack of diamonds. There's one of the back doors for Shui. He's got the ten four of diamonds. Now it's three, three, six jack with two diamonds. Sweet, sweet, sweet. D. That was not necessary. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. Thank you. It was bad. I didn't like it. I don't care. All right. Checks around again. I mean, why is Ryan Reese checking? This is what keeps happening. Why man. Why does everyone do this? Last week, we did the big-time Sam Trickett bluff hand and, with, uh, uh, with Stephen Chidwick, and Chidwick checks twice with a flush. In position. Yeah. Three ways. I don't know why. Reese is at least out of position here. He is, but, I mean, let's go. We're going to get called by a jack, right? Well, here's the thing. A jack's going to bet. And can they fold if we raise? Can they fold if we raise? Um, I actually think I like the check. That's an interesting point. That's an interesting point. Yeah. You make a good case there that they might fold if we raise, they may not. But I mean, if, if we bet, I mean, the, the truth the is, button, you have Jack nine suited, let's say, because that's okay. part of your limping range. Um, 
and checks twice and you bet now and Ryan Reese decides Raises. To, to like you bet let's say yeah. 70k and you, you, really, you shouldn't fold the Ryan and, Reese. And though. Ryan Reese makes it a, 180 or, you can't or 200. Just fold. Yeah, you can't fold. Yeah. Because a, a diamond draw just came and there's those other draws and he could just be repping the three like He can be repping. I think checking is the right play. Okay. Cuz like All right, with with the intention of check raising. Not only do you you've checked twice now, making it more likely that your opponent's going to rep something. So even if they don't have a jack, that's good. And if they do have a jack, they can't really fold to a check race. I mean, I'm not sure that the guy who limped eight nine off is gonna not fold to a check okay. race. But but you might be right. Yeah, he I mean, he knows more about this guy than we do. That's for sure. Anyway, I like it. Okay, the, your your reasoning is not awful, and maybe we get some bluffs in there too, which is great because if we bet and everyone folds, that's not ideal. Um, the only downside is we're not going to charge diamond draws because guess what? Someone now has a diamond draw. Yeah, Straight but the, we could charge diamond draws a lot more with the check raise, by that's the true. way. That's like, true. That's the true. They're going to bet a lot. They will bet. Yeah, yeah that's It true. just happens that Sweetie checks this time. We don't manage to. Oh, you just gave that away. I, I already said it checked you around. You gave it away. I already said it checked Spoilers. around. Spoilers. I always know when to give it away and when not Also, to. spoiler, Jason Statham kills the Meg in the Meg. No way. There's I didn't, no actually, way. I actually haven't seen the Jason movie. Jason Statham is just a man, and that's a giant shark. It There's like, no way that that <laughs> enormous feat of heroism could have occurred. <laughs> it's like an aircraft carrier size shark, I think. I mean, having just seen the previews. I've seen the movie. Oh, you have? It's, does, not, yeah, air, he, it's not an aircraft okay, carrier Okay, how size. big is it? It's like uh, World War II submarine sized. You know, like Okay, still crazy, ins- yeah. insanely, like but, bigger than a whale. But that's like smaller than an aircraft carrier by a by factor a of like 100. Okay, yeah. thanks for sharing. The point is it's huge. Um, it d- he does kill it, I assume. I think he kills it. Does he blow it up? He must blow it up. He can't like kill it in hand-to-hand combat, well, right? It, like, Tell me he doesn't stab it in the eye or I something. I don't remember it that well because it was not memorable and I was drunk. But I think he, the shark jumps over him and he like puts a knife up and like cuts Shut all up. his guts out or something. Shut up. I think no that's, chance. Yeah. That's insane. There's, you there's, can't, a, there's actually a twist in the movie and I'm not going to reveal more. Are you serious? Yeah, I am serious. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Does he die? I don't know. Uh-oh. Sorry, Jason Statham lovers. You know, now he has a, con- a clause in all the contracts he uh, does for movies that he can't lose a fight. Well, that's not just him. That, that's an escalation that's going I on know. between him, The Rock, and Vin Diesel. Of course, I know that. the Furious movies. But I'm saying that, so like, if he's in a fight with a shark, maybe this clause came after he lost the fight to the Meg. It's possible. If he dies in the Meg. You can spoil it. It's been like three years. It's, I can't tell The you. twist is that good? It's not that good. The octopus is big. I know that. There's two Megs. That's the, that's the twist. Oh, I think I actually knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does he kill them both? Uh, probably. Yeah, I think one of them he does blow up and one of them he like cuts the guts out. It's a pretty small Meg. Anyway, let's go on. Let's move back to the hand. You're welcome, everyone, for this, this little bit of movie This is talk. the most Meg content we've ever <laughs> come out with. It's the most I've ever talked about that movie. Anyway, Ryan Reese checks the trips. Right. You're on board now. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it, too, actually. Um, I think it's good. What do you think about Sweetie checking the flush draw? Do you think he should be betting his 10 If he's checking, he's checking two check raise all in for sure. Yes, absolutely. He's hoping that the guy takes a shot on the button. The problem is, of course, every time the guy doesn't take a shot on the button, Sweetie, I guess Sweetie's just like, well, that means I'm only in for a blind, and who cares? It's okay if I don't win this pot. It's not huge. Yeah, Yeah, so it's okay, and I get the free shot. If I miss, it's fine. I don't have to put chips in. It didn't cost me anything at all to get all the equity for free, or I get to check raise all in. Betting is bad because we get blown off the hand. It's unlikely we would, but we could. Actually, based on Ryan Reese's holding, we probably would if Sweetie get blown off the hand, which oh, would yeah. be brutal. Instead, we get to check race. Now, as it turns out, Sweetie's plan is not great because, only because if Katzenberger bets and Reese raises, Sweetie's going to have to fold. Yep. But then he gets to not put in his money really, really bad. So right. that's actually pretty great, too. Yep. 
So I think, yeah, it's fine to check yeah. with the intention of check raising. Yep. Also, Schweetie has, as we were saying, a lot of threes, and he can rep that. All right. So, so Katzenberger reasonable. also checks, obviously. I said it checked around. Do you think he should be taking a shot now? Um. Yeah. I do, too. I think it's time to take a shot. Even though both these guys are check raising right now, yeah. you'd still think they would bet some of their value and, like, let's go. Right. We have nine high. Like, why did we enter this We're just pot? trying. Yeah. We're just, we're just seeing what's up. <laughs> yeah. Sounds, it feels like Katzenberger just like fell into being here with 16 left based on this hand. Sometimes people play hands badly. I play hands badly. Whatever. I've played but, a lot of hands badly. But that said, it feels like he just sort of fell backward into being here with 16 left <laughs> based on this hand. There could be a dynamic that maybe he was trying yes. to capitalize on. I don't know exactly. It's hard to what that, would, that dynamic yeah. would be that is I limp but, and I'm super passive when everyone's But sometimes super passive. you get deep in it and like it, yep. just, it, it runs out in a way that like doesn't work for the dynamic you, you for do one, some, one reason or another. Yeah, you do some weird non-traditional like I never ever bluff with a terrible hand and lose and it would have worked kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Who knows? Anyway, somehow it checks around. Okay. So we've got Reese with ace three still, Schweetie with 10-4 of diamonds, and 8-9 for Katzenberger on the button uh, with a 3-3-6 flop. The turn was the jack of diamonds, which was the second diamond, bringing a flush draw for Schweetie. The river now is the deuce of diamonds. So Schweetie gets what? there with the old 10-high flush. You know what Ryan Reese is thinking right now? I'm the greatest player in the world. Me and the FM Mirage, baby. But since it turns out Schweetie's got a flush, he's going to be like... Life is long and full of darkness. And my hair is short and curly, but sad. It'll be like that for him. Why are you looking at me like You're that? You're just a weird guy. <laughs> You're just kind of a weird guy. It's okay. I think like I, I spend so much time with you, and I sometimes need to take a step back and realize how strange you truly you're, are. You're hearing me through the ears of the listeners yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm finally like, seeing it. I'm like, yeah, I just kind of got <laughs> I dove into this whole poker guys thing for a while and kind of thought that Jonathan was among... At least within one standard deviation of normal. And I'm starting to realize that it's a couple more than that. Yeah. The listeners have known this for a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just, listen to the opening. My, are you kidding? My, my eyes are open for the first time in years. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to feel good. It's liberating, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like... What's that? You can go anywhere I now. Can you can do anything. I can take on the world. <laughs> All right. So should Ryan Reese bet now? Now, I mean, don't we have to bet at some point? He is the best kicker for the trips. It's very unlikely either of his opponents has trips. It's very unlikely either of his opponents have a flush. Like, so wouldn't if someone bet the flush draw on the turn, you would think as Ryan Reese? Now, we can come up with, we understand why Sweetie doesn't, but you think sometimes he's going to bet the flush draw on the turn anyway. Like, it's just very you unlikely think, someone you has you think Katzenberger would for sure bet a flush draw, I right? mean, I absolutely would. Because he can't check raise. We have to bet as Ryan Reese. It's, we can't let it check through again. We can't. Yeah. So he bets he bets a pretty big size. He bets 90K into 120K. Right. He's like, come on, someone hero me. Let's yeah. go. So he goes three-quarter pot. What do you want to do as Sweetie? You have 510K in front of you. Sweetie pie. First question is, do you want to raise? It seems crazy not to raise, right? We have an outrageously good hand. We've got like the fourth nuts. Well, there's a paired board, so no. Okay, you're right. You're right. But... We don't have that many blinds anyway. We're not that. It seems crazy when we're. The, we don't have that much to protect. Meaning, like we're going to be out of this tournament pretty soon, no matter what we do, right? Yeah. Like, let's try and get the double. Like sometimes Ryan Reese has a worse uh, diamonds than us. If Ryan Reese had a better hand than us, he's often betting somewhere beforehand, before now. Yeah. Sometimes Ryan Reese has a good enough hand he can call with, i.e., trip threes or a worse flush. Like, let's go. Ryan Reese yeah. is probably raising most of his um, really good flush draws um, pre-flop, meaning like the king X of diamonds, the ace X of diamonds, stuff like that. 
He's often going to raise those. You didn't want him to raise ace three off. So what I mean, ace, ace six of diamonds is really different than ace three. You off. would raise ace three of diamonds. I would strongly ball? consider it. Yes. Now, because we have Shweedy with eighteen blinds, maybe I, I think wouldn't. I would just. It's but, the same, but it's the same thing. Okay, but we can you're, still. You're, you're right. really overvaluing this thing. Hold on, hold on. But but okay. the point is, we can eliminate some of the ace diamond, ace x of diamond combos, right? Yeah. Ace ten of diamonds, he would play. Yeah. He'd raise probably ace nine of diamonds. He's going with probably ace eight of diamonds. Probably king queen of diamonds. Right. Probably king jack of diamonds. Not possible. Okay. There's a jack on board. Yeah. Maybe king ten of diamonds. Probably king ten of diamonds. So he's not going with king ten of diamonds. But he's opening king. But he, but he's probably raising king ten. of Maybe diamonds. I don't know. Is that? I mean, it's like Shwiti isn't jamming out of that. King, I would argue that King Ten of Diamonds is a better hand to limp than Ace Three off because it's more playable and has less immediate value. I mean, you could say the same thing about King Queen of Diamonds, right? But you want yeah. to raise that? Yeah, just, just saying because, because I'm willing to call off Ace, that. Ace Three has no, better showdown I'm value. To call off but Ace Three has better showdown value than King Queen of Diamonds. It's King Queen of Diamonds is better against the range. I don't think that's true. I think it probably I'm is. Almost certain it isn't. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> It feels like it is, I know, but I don't think it is. All right, so anyway, whatever. All it's of close. this is to argue whether or not Sweetie should raise. It feels like it's too good of a hand to. You've got to eighteen blinds. How do we not? So put the question our is: Do we want to go for it all, or do we want to go for less? All of it. All of okay, it. Why do you want to go for all of it? I'm doing the one of us thing, by the yeah, way, I from know. that from that movie Freaks or what are they called? Was it Freaks? Whatever. Google well, gobble, Google yeah. gobble. Yeah. It's a lot about short people. <laughs> anyway, um, why? Because if we raise it strong anyway. Raising all in is not that much more than a normal raise, right? Like we have how much? It's a pretty big. How, raise. how much do we have? It's it's more than a normal raise. The pot was one twenty before we spent ninety. We have five ten. Right. So if we did a normal raise, we'd make it like between two hundred fifty and three hundred k. Right. Yeah. We have four fifty. Right. We have five ten. Five ten. What? That's fine. Like, how did you know? How did you? Where did you get? Shut 450? up! I don't care. That was really weird. I don't care. Okay. Um, if we were going to make a 300 anyway, let's go all in for 510. By the way, Ryan Reese likes to hero. We know this. Did um, hero with 10 high. 10 high. Um, it's going to look bluffier if we go all in anyway, which I like. If Ryan Reese can call a race to 300, he can almost certainly call a race to 510. There's not going to be that many hands he's going to fold for that much of a difference, I don't believe. And in fact, we may get more calls because it looks bluffier and more desperate. Now, I'm not even saying we, we are bluffing or like we have bluffs here, but if we do... We're probably going to go all in with them instead of race to 300K. Yeah, I don't, know if we, I don't think we have bluffs. I don't know if we do. It's tough to have bluffs. It's really weird for us to suddenly have a bluff. Yeah. Although we could say, like, wouldn't Ryan have bet his a three earlier? Wouldn't Ryan have bet a flush draw earlier? Like, of course, I, we could say the same thing about us as Shweeney. And I could argue that if you're thinking on this level as Ryan Reese, which he's a very high-level thinker, and, and you're, you, Jonathan Levy, the, your type of player is thinking 510 is going to get called as often as 300. I might as well go for 510 when I have it. Wouldn't you go for 300 when you didn't? So then you would think as Ryan Reese that the 510 actually does matter versus 300. Would I go for 310 when I didn't? Well, like if, if, you're, if they're going to get the same amount of folds, if you're yeah. sweetie, right? And oh, I see what you're saying. If you're bluffing, you want to make it 300 and you shove for 510 because when you have it, like that's a problem. I hear what you're saying, but because of that, if you think Ryan Reese is that on top of it, you just have to make it the same amount no matter what, right? You just jam either way, I think is what you really do. Yeah, I guess so. You just so. have to. Yeah. Um, you have more fold equity and you get paid more of the time when... You have a little bit more fold equity, I should say, but you get paid more when you have it, and you think it's just going to work a lot anyway, right? No matter what you do. Yeah. I would be jamming. You can make an... It's an interesting case to be like, let's make a 300 as a bluff, and then we make a 300 no matter what. We right. should make it the same amount no matter what we're doing. Yeah. Right? You agree with that. Yeah. So I say let's... If we're short enough, I think we should just jam. It's just like a 2x enough. pop bet, which kind of sucks to do as a bluff when, yeah. if you're going to get the same results and preserve your tournament the other way. I don't disagree with you. 
I think based on ICM, if you're actually going to make a decision on which one's better, it's better to do the one that preserves chips. So you want to make it 300? As long as you're balanced, as long as you have bluffs. Right? Hey, quick question. Let's say we make it 300 with this hand, and then Ryan Reese goes all in. What are I, you doing then? I think it's a fold. I think it is, too. Wouldn't that be a disaster to make a bad fold there? I mean, how could it be a bad fold? I don't know. Ryan Reese is a high-level thinker does weird shit. Yeah. I Just saying. Dude, who really has that bluff? Very few players have that bluff. I don't know if Ryan Reese has it in him. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever met anyone who's had it in them. Yeah. Who really has it in them. But um, Eric Langeron did it once at Daniel Negreanu. Yeah. But I, like, I'd have to know the exact way the hand played out to know if it was even a good analogy to this hand. It might not be. Yeah. I don't know either. Yeah. Honestly. Um, so that goes back to the preserving chips thing, I guess. Right. Yeah. So actually, we preserve the bluff works maybe almost the same amount of time. We don't get paid as much when we get paid, but we also don't bust every time, and we're left with right. And if we believe, left with seven blinds, and if we believe but, in the principles of ICM, the chips are more valuable. The, the fewer you have, the pres- the preservation of your tournament is the most important thing, and that becomes a better expected value play than the extra 210k you get when you get called when you have it. Honestly, Ryan Reese doesn't have that many bluffs anyway. He's going to bluff with like the ace-x of diamonds. Sorry, just the ace of diamonds. And he doesn't have that many just naked ace of diamonds no, anyway. he does not. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. Maybe 300k is a better number. Maybe. Anyway, Shwiti goes for it all. I think it's fine. He moves in for 510. Ryan Reese quickly folds. Now that's pretty interesting, son. Yep. That's a head scratch. I right would love there. to know if Reese would have called 300. <laughs> like, that would be nice yeah. to know. But so Reese folds trips with the best quickly. Kicker. All right. So he must, because he folds pretty quickly, he must believe that Sweetie has no bluffs. Yes, that and has then, to be the case. And then, of course, the next question you ask yourself is okay, so what's the worst of his value? And if the answer is he pretty much always has a flush because of the way this played out. Which seems he to does. be the case because Sweetie never bet and he would usually bet a three along the way and would he really move in with a bad three? I mean, Reese is aware when he bets 90K that he's almost overrepping his hand a little bit because the flush comes in and now he's betting And big. he bet 75% of the pot. That's what I mean. Yeah. I say, yeah, when he bets 90K. Um, so he's aware of that. He's not too worried about that piece of it. But then when Sweetie jams anyway, and if we think, as we as you said, Sweetie has no bluffs, which he must think, you you. Shwiti always has a flush. Yeah, he just pretty much has a flush. Or better. Yeah. Or better. But usually not a full house because of the way it played out. Um, probably not. Also, we block yeah. some full houses, right? We block all of the full houses that Shwiti would have because he probably yeah, he jams did. all the pocket pairs. You got to think he Yes, yeah. pre-flop. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes sense to fold, I think. It does. It's like... And I think it makes probably equal sense to fold for 300K. I agree. In fact, I would. it feels even stronger when he makes a 300K, but both feel strong. Both so don't feel like bluffs. Does this play... Because based on our analysis now, posthumously, does this play have a prayer for Shweedy? If Ryan Reese has a worse flush, that's that's where the prayer really lies. Or maybe he thinks Ryan Reese. Which is- which flushes is Reese calling with? He's got to fold some of them, right? If he's folding this for these reasons, he could consider folding. Well, when he has a flush, though, he at least blocks some diamonds, so he could talk himself. But into, if Shweedy still doesn't have, if he bluffs. has no bluffs, it doesn't matter. You're right. Yeah. Um, has the the ten high flush. Yeah. There's not too many flushes. Is this a hopeless play? Against Ryan Reese, at least? sounds insane. It does, because we both like it. You have to know that... The thing is, as Shweedy, you may not think... You may think that Ryan Reese isn't going to think we have any bluffs and still calls sometimes with, like, trip threes and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just he folded so easily. And, and like, as Shweedy, we don't know that Ryan Reese is going to 
think along these lines and fold so easily, but I wouldn't think that. I would think he would at least go into the severe tank, if not call. With I mean, but like doing the autopsy on our analysis here it really yeah. feels like it's hopeless. It does. It really, really, really does. How about Ryan Reese? Like insta folding this and then calling the his manic lows are putting him all in with ten high. I mean, he is on the an, river. He is an impressively good player. I give I mean, him credit. Being right both times, yeah. is pretty fucking awesome. He's good. He's very good. Maybe he's the, maybe he is the best. <laughs> it's maybe, possible. Maybe a year from now we're gonna be like, yeah, that was just before Ryan Reese went on that huge run, and now we all know he's the best. Like right. you know, like Bryn Kenny currently is the guy on the run. Sam Green was on the guy before was the guy before that. Maybe Ryan Reese is the next guy. Yeah, these are impressive plays we're seeing him make. Like really impressive plays. He's just not in those circles though. He's not making the. $15 million scores because he's not playing those tournaments. He's starting to play more of them. He's playing bigger, though. He's playing I think. 100Ks and stuff? I think he played in one of the 100Ks recently, yeah. Okay. Um, I think. But um, honestly, making he's, he seems just so capable of being able to think through what's really going on in the hand and understanding where people are at. And he's, or at least he's been right both times we've seen him. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he's been lucky and he makes, he, you know, we just caught him both times he's right. But I don't think so. I think he's actually doing this correctly both times. Is it possible that over time, like the stuff that we've seen Reese do feels pretty exploitative? Mm-hmm. Is it possible that over time in the super high rollers, the balance of the GTO guys is just going to chop him up? Like yeah. he, he's going to make some plays that look really impressive, but over time he gets chopped up because he goes too too far exploit. The Christoph Vogel sayings of the world, they're going to be yeah. like, oh yeah, I move you in here and I do have... Yeah. Top full house still. I do have yeah. ace highs here. Like and you're Steven, calling with 10 high like, and you're just out. Bro. Like if you imagine the, the contraposition with this in the last 10 with Stephen Chidwick where he checked the jack high flush twice, maybe that type of stuff would just really fuck with Reese. Yes. You know? That does make sense. The question is how quickly could Reese adjust? Right. Because like he figured out how, where Manic Lozer was in that one hand. Now that's a very particular hand yeah. where we start the hand five blinds deep, right? right? So it might be easier to, and the board ran out in a very particular way yeah. and everything. So maybe it's easier. For him to figure it out, but still, still, I I don't know. He might be able to. He might be able to figure out where these guys are anyway, or, or adjust be. adjust well enough to be able to hang with. Well, these that seems guys. to be what Bryn Kenny does, right? Because he's certainly right. not GTO. No. Yeah. No, he's he like basically forces everyone to play like GTO against him because he's a, such a problem, such a dynamic. Yeah. It's like you just hope not to lose against me. You can't ever beat me. You right. Know? You, or you hope like you catch me. Like, I mean, it seems to me Brink Kenny is so exploitative and usually at least, no, this is just the stuff we see. I'm so bluffy that you'd be able to just like distribution him to death, but clearly that doesn't work. Yeah, obviously it doesn't. So he's really changing it up based on who he's up against and, and like mixing it up correctly against all the tough players so that way they don't know what to do. It's possible with Bryn Kenny, what he is, is he's just the best leveler that there is in the game. Like mm-hmm. he's always correct at what level his opponent's at. You know? I wonder how he does against a guy like Vogel saying who doesn't really care what you have or what you're doing so yeah. much. And it's just like responding based on um, GTO in his range, you know? Yeah. And like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do with this part of my range. So fuck you, Bryn Kenny. Um, but maybe Bryn Kenny knows, of course, knows that Vogel saying is doing that and then is like trying to be like, significantly more balanced against him because yeah. he can't level Vogel saying no. I'm sure he knows that and does so he doesn't try. Right. But against Dan Smith, he's absolutely trying to level him. Yeah. So that makes sense. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah. I would guess the biggest money winner in history is probably doing what you're supposed to do. Seems like he's good. Yeah. Seems like Ryan Reese is good too. Yeah, man. Good fold, Ryan. Ryan Reese. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make.